Hello and welcome to the She Can Share podcast, where I am going to help you arise and shine as the woman of influence that God is calling you to be, where you are going to learn how to share your God-given gifts, talents, and abilities with the world through content creation and by just being who you are. You are meant to let go of shame, guilt, condemnation, and fear, and arise and shine and be the light of the world. So whether you're here to grow your influence, grow your business, or just learn some content creation tips to express Christ in you, I want you to know that I'm here for it. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the She Can Share podcast. I am so excited about our guest today. Guys, you're going to want to make sure the kids are down for the nap. If you're driving and they're chatty in the background, just give them the tablets and turn this episode up because this is going to be so good. We have an incredible guest today. Her name is Samantha Siemens. She's a wife. Listen to this, guys. Just listen to this. She's a wife. She is a homeschooling mom of four, not one, not two, not three, four children, former social media agency owner, now the founder of the Abundant Woman Collective. What woman doesn't want to feel abundant? Amazing name, Sam. She's passionate about helping women live out their God-given calling, authority, and develop a deeper relationship with Jesus on her free time. How often is that? (laughs) On her free time, she enjoys loitering at local coffee shops, exploring her new state of Tennessee, and finding adventure. Welcome to the podcast, Sam. Thank you for being here. What a great intro, Melissa. I just love you. Thank you so much for having me. I did put like an LOL friends, like after free time, it's, you know, a joke. (laughs) Yeah, it's a joke because what mom has free time anyway, and then here you are homeschooling four of them, running a business and like all these other things and virtual events, which we're going to talk about. But um, I'm just so excited. We're going to be talking today, guys, about how to actually spend time with Jesus and like really like sustain a a really amazing relationship with God in the midst, right, of possibly homeschooling, chasing your dreams, running a business. Like we're going to get nitty gritty today because this is something that I think a lot of women struggle with and maybe don't know how they might not know how to do without children and then throwing kids and a business and being a wife into the mix. It's like, how do you make it happen? And Sam is so passionate about this. So before we dive in, I just want to pray. And Sam, I know you're down. I love Jesus. So we're just going to pray for you listening today, because I believe that God's going to meet with you today. You're not just going to get information. You're going to get inspiration. So Thank you, Jesus, so much. Just pray with me. Thank you, God, so much for the person tuning in today. Thank you for their heart. Thank you for their life. Thank you for the mission that you have them on, God, that you in your words say that you have good works prepared in advance for every single person. And I just pray, God, that whatever good work you have put in the heart of this woman listening, that God, you would bring it forth, that you would give her courage to go after it that on this podcast, you'd release strategies, you'd release solutions, and you'd release stress. And God, we just pray that your freedom would reign over her life, over her future, over her family, over everything that she's carrying right now. And God, would you grow her into a deeper relationship with you? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
All right, let's Sam. Go. <laughs> let's go. First of all, Sam. So good. You know, I'd love to know, you know, you're doing your, I still can't get over what you're doing. You're homeschooling four children and doing all this amazing stuff. Like how, how, first of all, like, is this something that you always wanted to do? Did you feel the call of God on your life from a young age? Can you just like walk us through a little bit of your story, please? Yeah, totally. We'll do a cliff notes version. So I, uh, I'm a pastor's kid. I'm a PK. I grew up, I feel like on a church pew. Um, I loved Jesus at an early age. He captured my heart at a really young age. Um, and that never sort of faltered really, uh, went through childhood, was involved in local church. Um, there was a point in my late teens, late teens, early twenties. Yeah. Where I, uh, challenged God in a way I, um, had lost my grandpa who was the second most important man in my life. And I was upset with God and mad at God. And so I walked through a tiny bit of a, like a rebellion season, never losing my love for God, just knowing that I just want to be mad at you. And, mm -hmm. um, and then I was brought back into a stronger, deeper faith when, uh, one of our closest friends and her husband had tragically died. And for whatever reason, the Lord tenderly brought me back to him through that season. And, and then, so after that, it has just been game on. I don't play <laughs> like life is short. Um, I met my husband when I was 19. I was married at 21, started popping out them kids at 25. Uh, we struggled for two years to have, um, our first daughter. And then, and then obviously did not struggle as much after, cause there's four of them now. Uh, I do say as much, but uh, yeah. And so honestly, growing up, I, when I was younger, I was going to be a writer. I wanted to be a journalist. And then as I, I did all the things to get the great, beautiful college application to be a journalist. And then around my senior year, journalism was changing and it, it wasn't the journalism of integrity. It was just that shift had started taking place where the internet was around and I did not want to do that anymore. And then, so I went into medicine. My, my grandpa had died of cancer and I went in the medical field. And so I spent uh, 10, 11 years in the medical field. And I thought I was going to do that forever. I thought I was going to be like the 90 year old nurse and just love it. And, uh, God had other plans. I had, um, my fourth baby was a surprise. You know what I mean when I say surprise, but like, <laughs> hello, <laughs> I'm not, I don't have the flu for three months. Um, anyways, so, uh, I had him and he had, uh, infantile seizures when he was born. And so, I remember, um, crying as I'm holding him to get an EKG and just so desperate for God, how do I do this? I can't work night shift. I can't work 12 hour shifts and care for a child who had different needs. And so entrepreneurship was never even on my radar until that day. And I got home. I did the thing that every woman does and Googles <laughs> how to make money from home. What am I doing with my life? I and I feel like the Lord brought me to uh, Abby Ashley. She does the virtual and savvy. And I was an early bird in her course. And she taught me how to be a virtual assistant. And so I started the 1010 virtual assisting. Um, that lasted about six months. And I was like, yeah, I got four kids. I can't be doing all the things for all the people. Like, I just, I can't be a virtual assistant. So I quickly moved to social media. I love social media. I'm one of those people that like, I feel like we were born, right? Us millennials were like, 
Yeah. Not like kids have it now, but like we introduced the internet. You're welcome. But, uh, <laughs> and so then I switched to 1010, uh, social media and I did that for about five years. And again, I thought that was what I was doing like mm-hmm. forever again. Um, and I built this incredible agency. I had eight women on my team. I adored what I was doing, but was so incredibly burned out. I thought, man, God, if I could get to this next um, level, if you will, right? In the business world, everyone's telling you there's a level to reach. And I thought, man, if I could get multiple, multiple six figures, I'll give it to someone else. They can run it and it'll just be my business. And so I did the appropriate, I'm like air quoting things to get to that level. And God was like, sis, I put something in your heart a while ago. Like, what are you doing? And so what had happened is sort of the end of that transition, the Lord had stirred up like the Jesus thing is what I called it for years, like two years. I think I just, I think there's this Jesus thing. Like I want to do this social media agency and also this Jesus thing. And in my mind, Sam, who apparently has infinite capacity, who knows, was like, yes, run an agency and start whatever the Jesus thing is. And the Lord and all of his infinite wisdom, um, grace, graciously at first was like, Sam, you need to lay down 10, 10. And I was like, no, (laughs) I mean, really, that's what I, I would hate to be like, I said no, but in reality I did. My actions did not listen at first because I was like, how am I supposed to provide, right? Like, what am I supposed to do? This is our income. And, and I have eight women. And so anyways, I wrestled with him a little bit for this. And then he, uh, allowed me to enter a mastermind. And I saw behind this curtain of millionaire people that are not like, uh, I don't know how to describe this. I I just saw behind the curtain of a lot of people and their businesses, and they weren't running them in a godly way. And marriages were falling apart. Families were falling apart. Businesses were being run differently. And I was like, oh man, I don't, this isn't for me. And he allowed my business. I say that because it was really hard, honestly, but he allowed me to surrender my business. So 1010 is not a thing anymore. It's still an Instagram, but it's not an active business, uh, which is really hard. But then in place of that, I feel like because I finally surrendered and was like, okay, God, I'm sorry for being in control. What do you want for me? He gave me the abundant women collective. And when I say he gave it to me, I literally mean the name. How is that not taken already, like all of the things. And so now, um, I run a ministry that, um, the really only goal it's a collective, which I love because that means Melissa is a part of it. You're a part of it. If you're listening, like collective and the goal is to help women deepen their relationship with Jesus. So we do that through a podcast. We do that through events. And I really just want to continue to point women to Jesus, to turn off the world's junk and to just create this intimate relationship so women can walk out their calling. And so that is the not short version. I said cliff notes, Melissa, and I'm sorry. (laughs) No, that's so good. The story is so important because it gives people perspective. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I just want to draw out for any person listening in case you're like, wow, Sam's incredible, which she is. Hello. First thing you did was you just took action. You were like, okay, like I'm going to Google how do you work from home? And then you just took an opportunity. And like, I love how God just has evolved it. I think so often we're like, you know, we, we, we think we need to know it all um, in order to take a step. But I love that you just took a step and you just like kept taking. Yes. 
Yes. And I, like, like I said, entrepreneurship wasn't on my radar. I wasn't, but then throughout that it became my world. I had a networking group back home in California. I had my community and women have always, like, I've always loved that. And so I just took who I was, what I was good at and like made it a business. I'm a firm believer uh, that you can literally in this year and probably beyond, you can make a business about anything. Okay. Like you can sell. I met a woman and this was eight years now at like my first ever women's event. And I met a woman who made seven figures selling custom doggy treats. Like I, I like dogs, but like, I'm not a huge dog person. Like I would never spend $20 on a dog treat for my dog, but well, probably because I don't have one, but they, uh, and I just, I remember looking like my, my glass ceiling was shattered meeting her and hearing her story. And I was like, if you can make money selling dog treats, I'm sorry, but like the world is your oyster. Oh Literally. my goodness. I love that. And I love that that lines up with the abundant woman because that's such an abundance mindset. I feel like I talk with women or people on there, they can't find jobs and they don't know what to do and they feel stuck. Like I was in that spot. Yes. But did you feel like, was that like a light bulb moment for you when you met her? And like, and then did you just think like with like virtual assistant where you like, well, I could manage people's stuff. And then you realize I don't really like that. And you just kept figuring it out. Is that, yeah, I just, it sort of went from like, okay, well, man, I, if I was really good, honestly, at a craft, at a hobby, at a boutique, at like I baking sourdough, like I don't care what it is. I just feel like you could do it. And the world has, I mean, the internet has all these things, but there's also specific like coaches that can help you in, and, you know, masterminds and all those things. But like, I just, at, you can make a business out of anything. For example, my kids, and this is different because they're children, but our neighborhood is so sweet and they have like a, um, a maker's market for the kids. And so for me, it's a great chance to, they know what I do and they know when I run the business and all that. And so, but it was a chance to like teach them entrepreneurship. And so I got to teach them at a very base level, like, okay, you want to have a booth at this thing. What do you like to do? Well, my 11 year old's like, I love drawing. Great. How, what do you think people would want to buy, right? That they would want to hang or they would pictures that they would want in their home. And so she did some for like kids and interesting. And then she did some with like nature and some with scripture. And like, I think people would buy this. So I created this and then we priced it. You know what I mean? And the same thing, she's 11. The same thing goes for us. Like, what are the gifts and talents that God has given you? And they don't have to be, I can do social media. Yes. I I mean, come on. There's plenty of space for all of us, but it could be just, I'm really good with community. Okay. What are some opportunities that you can create community in your neighborhood or online or whatever and get paid for it? Like it can be both. And I'm just, I'm a huge believer in that. (laughs) I love that. And I, I totally guys, I'm, I'm not like dangling a carrot in front of you because Sam has so many good tips on how to keep uh, like a close and intimate relationship with Jesus while doing all the things. But I do just want to like camp out on this for just a second. Cause I think it's really important for people that are like, okay, you know, I like community or I like, like, what would you say would be like, take like for anyone it's like, oh, start a business. It's again, like this ethereal thing. It's like, okay, but how? If there was someone that's like, okay, I've identified, I like community. I like being a mom and I like baking something like that. 
what would be a very simple first step that you would recommend that they could start a business? Yeah, I would say we'll take the baking sourdough. We're just going to pretend you got on the sourdough train too. And so you're great (laughs) at sourdough. And of course, like check the laws in your state and whatever, but ask your friends, friends and family, ask people, community, everyone has like a Facebook group for their neighborhood or their city and see if it's something that like what particular, particularly people would ask. Like that is my easy, make sure that people want it first, or you can just go the straight to the next step and create a Facebook group, create a Facebook business page for free, right? These are all free tips and start selling it. Like this is the bread. It's $10 a loaf and, and do it. So like you can ask people, or you can just do it. There's a need somewhere in there, right? If it's community, uh, I live in a state where everyone and their mom is moving to. And Melissa really wants to come live, be my neighbor. But that's okay. Um, everyone and their mom is moving to. And so constantly we see in this women, like we have a mom's a spring Hill Facebook group and they are like, I just moved here. I don't have friends. Uh, where do you guys meet friends? You know? And so my friend Karen and I, we are starting a, as if we needed something else, but a community it's called sit with us. And we are going to schedule play dates. We are going to create community. And at some point this fall, we're going to charge 10 bucks a month or something to not be inclusive, but like to pay for the work that we do in booking the places. Right. So like literally the world is your oyster. God has given you talents. He has given you ideas. He has given you things that you're good at. And when you seek his face and say, Hey God, is this for me? Then he will also equip you to do the thing. So like, it's not also all on you go to the Lord and be like, I think I want to make a sourdough business. Is this how you want me to use my talent and my time? He will answer you. And then if it's a yes, then girl, go run. Let's go. You know, Sam, (laughs) there you go, everyone. We don't need any more of this podcast. Like just go do it. Just go either ask people, ask God, and then just create content. Right, Sam? Yeah. Create content. Do the Facebook group, post about it, share about it. Right. Okay. feel like we could go down that route, but because I promised people that we're going to talk about in the midst of going, how do you abide and stay abundant? Because one of the things that you share as a part of your story is you were going, you were going, you were going, then you found you were burnt out. So like, I feel like there are so many women too, that struggle with this thing of performance, right? Like that's something we could talk about performing, wanting to be something, wanting to make it happen, wanting to serve God, wanting to, you know, how can we serve the Lord and stay abundant? Yeah. So my 1010 social media business was based off of John 1010. Um, and then this business is abundant woman, which is also, uh, Ephesians three twenty. Those two scriptures have been grounding in my business and in my life in general. And so the first thing I would say is to, and I know this is such like cliche, but listen for a second is to know your why. And I'm not talking about necessarily like, why do you want to start a business? Yes. Know that. But deeper than that, why do you feel like you've been called to start this business? Is it to make money? That's fantastic. Is it to reach the world for the gospel? Amazing. Whatever it is, you need to anchor yourself in that and with scripture. And so like I knew that 1010, I 
you know, made it so like my clients could have more abundance and that I was taking stuff off their plate. I would have more abundance because I was doing the thing that God called me to, and then also creating income for my family. But whenever the world told me to make a sharp left turn and do this, this, and this, and this, I would say, "Mm, does that align with why I started? It does it. One of my reasons was to create more free time for my family, right? I didn't want to go back to 12 hour shifts. If I'm doing 6 million things, guess what? I'm still working 12 hour shifts, right? Right. So like your anchor scripture, the calling, the why that God has given you make that your anchor point that every decision you make should be based off of that. Not off after what the best business coaches than last Instagram guru person. So good. Like nobody else should be able to tell you that. So, but then when those opportunities come up, even like I did it at one point, as simple as clients, like there would be some interviews that I would just say, actually this, we are not a good fit. And I would give them referrals to other people, but it would be like, because they're what they demanded from me maybe looked more like a nine to five job than a freelancer. So no, that's mm-hmm. not for me, you know? Um, Shoot, Melissa, repeat your question again. Was that no, it? That no, that's that? so good. Okay. Yes, yes. You talk. I you're talking about like just knowing why you're doing what you're doing, yeah. and if it doesn't line up with your original intention, you probably shouldn't be doing it. So that's a way that you stay abundant. Tell me, like you know, Sam, you're a mom of four. I know I keep saying it, and you homeschool. I'm a mom of two. I run my own business. I know what it's like. We yeah. both know what it's like. Right before this call, right? I'm like. Huh, I gotta go to the bathroom. And this, and this, um, like practically, how do you spend time with God in this season? Yeah. Like, what does that really look like for you? So, okay, here's the deal. This is your best friend, Sam, with some tough love coming at you. I, and I love you, but there has to be a point in your relationship where you ditch the religion you ditch the Christianity checklist. This is like one of those messages that I'm so passionate about that also rubs people the wrong way. So hear me when I say this, you ditch all the should be's. I should be doing this. I should be having coffee at 6am with an Instagram, perfect quiet time. And I should be whatever ditch all of that mentality. That is your permission slip right now. And seek him like When I say deepen your relationship with Jesus, it's not just a Christian cliche. I literally want you to ditch everything else and walk into intimacy with your father who has designed you, who has created you on purpose and for a purpose, who loves you, who knows every single junk thing that you've done and decided to die on the cross and rise again anyway, because of that, that kind of relationship. And so when we come to him in that way, it's a non-negotiable. Like it's just, this is the tough love part. It is a non-negotiable. Am I saying moms of littles, four kids, two kids, 30 kids that are just so exhausted that you have to do it as soon as you wake up. And if you don't do it for 30 minutes, you're a failure. No, that is what religion would tell you or checklist would tell you, right? I'm telling you that it has to be a non-negotiable. If you are a morning person and you wake up earlier because God knows you need the silence. Absolutely. If you want to do it in the evening before bed, because again, it's silent or whatever, I pick a time that works for you. Like we're all individual. We all have individual lives and expectations of us. So, 
but regardless, it's a non-negotiable. And so mine usually is in the morning because it's easier. I just want that first with him. And I, again, I have had to train myself to get this way because I'm not a morning person. I'm actually a night person. Like I'm a huge night owl, but I can't be a night owl and wake up early to spend time with God. Mm -hmm. So God is my priority. So I go to bed early, which sometimes really stinks to wake up with him. Right. It's a non-negotiable, but does that mean that every morning, like this morning, a hundred percent transparent, I have not sat down with my Bible yet. I have worshiped in the car on the way to VBS. I am having a holy conversation with Melissa right now, but like, I have not sat down in my word yet because this morning was busy after this call. Guess what I'm doing? So it's a non-negotiable. And then you get to create the time and space that works for you. Again, my time right now is the morning. I have a Bible basket that has all of my stuff. It has my pens, my markers, my Bible, my, if I'm doing a study, I have a bathrobe when it's cold. Like I have things there to, um, like get rid of all the excuses so that it's ready for me. And then when my kid wakes up or kids, I invite them with me. Like I will have my five-year-old sit with me and he knows what mommy's doing. He sees mommy doing it. My seven-year-old, sometimes I'll have her read it for me. Like it all counts friends. And you are, whether motherhood or business or both, you are doing holy, holy work. And so this isn't something that you have to hide and like do it before the kids wake up and then hurry up and wake up. I want my kids to see me with my Bible open. I want my kids to see me in full on worship and crying and prayer and know that's not every day, but I want them to see it. And so invite your whatever role you're in, motherhood business, invite that in too. Like it doesn't have to be separate. So good, Sam. Oh my word. There's so much there. I love that you talked about inviting your kids in, letting them see you do it. Um, here's my question that I feel like this, you know, a lot of women would be ashamed to ask this question, but I feel like Bring it's it. on the real, real. Mm-hmm. I think again, we say these things like spend time with Jesus. Well, a lot of women don't know how to do that. Yeah. They don't feel like when they come to God, that it's rich. They feel like they open their Bible. Like I remember this is a true story. When I realized I needed to spend time with God and I had just gotten saved, I went to the dollar store and I literally grabbed, I bought candles. (laughs) I bought candles. I got a new Bible and I sat down on my bed. I lit all the candles and opened my Bible and was like, speak to me, God. And I was like, I feel air. I, I feel air. I don't know. I don't know how to read my Bible. I don't know how to hear from God. And so like, I'm aware that some of the women listening might be beyond that. But for, for the woman, that's like, it's dry. Like, yeah, I read the Bible. I don't retain it. It doesn't feel life-giving. What would you say? Yeah, I would say one, don't have expectations. Um, I, it, we live in such a consuming culture world and even in the Christian space. And I love everyone, but at the same time, it is hard. Sometimes it is distracting to be like, Oh, this person has a word from God because she sat with her Bible and then she posted on Instagram, which I do that on the Abundant Women Collective. So I'm well aware of what this sounds like right now, but also it's not always like that. And so this is why I started off with the relationship piece first, because when you sit down with your Bible, I would encourage you to have a heart check first is your desire to check off a Christian checklist. That's what I mean to sit time and be like, done. I read my Bible today. If that's it, then you're, it's not going to be what he, all that he has for you. Right. Instead, like a heart posture check would be like, okay, 
I want to know from God, right? That's why we read our Bible. I want to hear from God. I want to know more of him. And so friends, sometimes it isn't fun. Can I say that? I can say that. Yeah. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it feels more like discipline, not discipline, like spankings, but like discipline, like I'm working out every day to build muscle, right? You have to get into your Bible reading muscle. And so if you are like, where do I start? I would start in the new Testament. Um, because Mark, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're what's called the gospels. And they tell about God, um, God sent Jesus here on earth and him walking and his death and resurrection and that. I would also, which my friend Abby in the virtual event that we'll talk about, she talks about this too. And I thought it, I'm stealing it from her because I thought it was so clever is there's also very short books in the Bible, um, like Jude and John three. And so you can also start with that and you finish a chapter of the Bible in a day, Ooh. but you know, um, but start with what you can understand. I would also say, make sure you have a Bible that you understand. So many times women are like, I have no idea what I'm reading. And they're maybe reading a King James version, which is fantastic. However, that language of thou shall not was written for that different time period. And so get an NIV, get a CEB, like CSB, um, get one that you would understand. I would also say to get a physical Bible, go to the dollar store, go to a free place or go online to like Lifeway or whatever and get a Bible. Because I want you to actually put your phone away and just like toss it aside and not even have it. But um, a lot of the Bibles too will have like at the bottom little definitions or other scriptures to read, but get a physical Bible because then you can also, I write in mine, I write notes on the side. I have posted. So if I have a question and here's, this is a long answer, sorry, friend, but this is the beautiful part about community. I feel like, and about I, there's no question off limits to me. And if I don't know the answer, I will search and research and give you an answer, but there's no dumb question. There is no question that feels too simple. Like that is just the enemy lying to you and hindering you from actually reading your Bible. Right. And so what I'd love to do is I will, if I'm like reading, okay, I'm going to sit down and read Matthew one today. That's fine. I'm, if I have questions, like any questions. I want to know context or I want to know something. I grab a post-it or a notepad or whatever's next to me. And I write just like, okay, in Matthew 1, 1, I'm confused about this to like go back to later. And then I finish reading. And then if I have time, which is usually like later, I'll research or I'll ask a friend or you know what I mean? But just start. The hardest thing is to start. And then the, another thing is to, like I said, get rid of the expectations and set your heart posture expectations. And that every time you sit down, is it going to be like this? He's going to speak. I'm going to hear his voice. He's going to speak to me. Yes. You can get to a place where that is constant, but Mm -hmm. when you're first starting, get in the habit of doing it. Um, and then check your heart posture. And honestly, if you're bored, if you're not interested, if you're confused, talk to him, like relationship means conversation, right? If I have no idea what you just said, Melissa, I would ask for clarification or I like think of Jesus and God as your human relationship. And so if you don't want to hang out with him, then ask him to give you a hunger to hang out with him. If you don't really aren't interested, you don't like reading, listen to the audio version, right? So that was a lot of answer, but I feel like there's whatever the issue is, there are ways and simple ways 
to make it so that you actually do want to get in your word. And I would, I would, yeah, definitely tell, yeah, ask him to like, I don't want to read my Bible. I mean, like, Lord, give me a hunger to read my Bible. Let me be so hungry for your word that I can't even start my day without it. Oh my you gosh. Know? Yes. You just gave so many. I'm sorry. That was a lot. <laughs> golden. No, that's what I'm talking about. So practical. Like you don't understand something, pray and ask for understanding. I remember that was actually a light bulb moment for me years ago when I was like, I'm struggling to understand. And then I felt God be like, why don't you ask for some understanding? I'm like, oh, ask for the hunger to read the word, ask for the friends to help you out or the mentors or whatever. Um, what was for you, Sam, like a light bulb moment for you and your, and your relationship with God that, you know, you let, like you're saying like, I ditched the religion. I ditched this. Like, what was that moment for you? And, and what would you say to the woman that's like kind of struggling with the the to-do list? not feeling like she's enough, like saying like, it's a non-negotiable. And she's already like, well, I feel overwhelmed with the laundry and the kids and the business. And now there's another thing that I have to do that you're telling me I shouldn't do. And they just feel like they're not measuring up. What would you say? Yep. I would say that's uh, most of my story. And when I say ditch religion, I'm not talking about ditch a local church. I'm definitely still talking about get planted, but so many times, um, growing up, I, in my younger years, I feel like I did the things because I knew I was supposed to. And I studied scripture because I knew that was what was expected for me. In one hand, I'm so grateful for that because I know the word. But on the other hand, it wasn't out of relationship to God. It was out of obedience to man. And so that created a sort of people pleasing. Like I've always been a huge people pleaser until, you know, a few years ago, I've always wanted things to be good for everyone and everyone to be happy. Um, and I've always wanted to do things that were good and right and filling for the Lord. But what that put me at was the works mentality and a, um, a striving mentality. And even still when I'm not like when something's off, you know, when you just know, like, I'm not, there's something up with me. My go-to is striving. It's to do it on my own strength. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's so common for women in general. Like we can handle this. So we'll just take care of it. But the father wants you to bring it to him and he can take care of it or he can walk with you. And so if you're the woman who's totally overwhelmed, one, I 100% get this and know that you're not alone. And so when I say get rid of the checklist, I, I say it in terms of, Get rid of the idea that I have to, I should, because that mentality, that heart posture is just different. It's a striving hot posture, heart posture, instead of like, man, I get to, I get to spend time with God today. And it could maybe only be five minutes because I am so busy. Like that's the reality of my life. And that's okay because my heart is to spend time with him. And I want you to also know that spending time with him isn't just in your quiet time. I actually don't love the word quiet time because my quiet time is never quiet, but your Bible study time, right? I'm worshiping when I'm making dinner, when my kids are going to sleep and I'm putting to bed, I'm praying in my head. Sometimes it's like, Jesus, I'm exhausted. Like that's all I got for you, but I'm there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's not a one and done thing. That is what a checklist or religion would tell you. Um, Religious mindset would tell you. A relationship would tell you that, Hey God, I'm going to spend five minutes here because that's what I got. But then on my way to the, take the kids up from BBS, we're going to worship. And when I'm making dinner, I'm going to talk, like I'm talking to him all day long. And so 
I want you to know that you're seen and you're valued. And so if it's only five minutes you have, that's fine. And that's enough. It's enough because your heart's desire is to spend time with him. You are enough because you are loved by a mighty father. I don't believe in the like cliche that like, I am enough because of Sam. Guess what? Sam stinks. Sam is fleshly. I still have sin. I am not perfect, but I am enough because of who God is inside of me. I am enough because he is equipping me. I am enough because of what he did on the cross. That's the only reason I'm enough. And so that goes for you too, sister friend. You are enough, not because you are trying to make everything so perfect. You're working so hard, though you are seen and valued in that season, but you're enough because he already took care of it all for you. You're enough because of who he is inside of you. And motherhood is so hard and business is so hard. And we don't ever really talk about the hardness of both of them. Right. But I want you to know that you're seen and he loves you and he doesn't want you to come perfect. And he doesn't want you to come with like perfect children and all put together. He just wants you to come. He just wants relationship and intimacy and time with him without like obligations without expectations. Just there's some days where I literally am just like, God, I, I don't know. I don't have the words. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, but right now I'm just going to sit with you and I'm going to lock myself in the closet in a, or bathroom or whatever, or shower and any place my kids can't find me <laughs> um, and just sit with you. And that's enough. Like it doesn't need to be something picture perfect, Instagram worthy, it can just be being with the father. That's it. It's enough. Guys, isn't Sam amazing? <laughs> well, we know Sam stinks because she just said. I did. I stink. Sam, Sam stinks. The person. No. <laughs> Sam's amazing. Jesus and Sam is amazing. Team Jesus and Sam. Incredible. That like everything you shared, what that I that felt like a back massage spiritually for any woman listening. Yeah. It was so good and so helpful. And so practical. I want to ask you one last question before I, guys, she has an incredible event, virtual event. So if you're in China, guess what? You can tune in. Yes. <laughs> the time difference might be a little different, but guess what's going to be worth That's it? it? So we're going to talk about that in a second. But my last question for you, because you said you grew up as a PK, what has been the biggest mindset shift serving God? in through your business, how you've been able to reach people, impact people, grow an income, homeschool your children, like what's been the biggest mindset shift for you in going from a ministry background to in the marketplace? Yeah, good question. I feel like it's the same either way. And that there is a misconception that just in ministry that transferred to business, which led to my burnout. And the misconception was that the busier I was, the more valuable or worthy I was. And so if I'm the person like Melissa reads my bio and I love you and she's like flabbergasted. And to me, that's just part of life. Like I believe we all have different capacities of busyness. And so mine has always been full, but I used to value my self-worth based on like, oh, she's a competitive cheerleader and softball and school editor for the newspaper. Oh, and she does youth group. You know what I mean? Like that. And so I valued my worth in that instead of who I was in Christ and who he had called me to be. And so that was a huge mindset shift. And once I did that happened to be between the business and ministry phase, because I've always been in ministry, but, um, and then in my business, once I got rid of that, it, it 
it gave me permission to not say yes to everything. What is my best? Yes. Um, it gave me permission to, uh, be authentically who I was, even in an online space that could cancel me. Um, it gave me permission to care about God and people. That's it. And so I cared about my followers and my people in terms of the people behind the screens, not a number on my profile that I, you know what I mean? So it, it gave me permission to let go a lot of the expectations, this abundant woman collective, this ministry business thing that we're doing now thing, but you know what I mean? Uh, it is God's. So it is so hard sometimes because I, I sometimes want to get into my striving, like Sam can do it. I got it. I got it. God, who says that to God, me, my bad. But, um, but when I say surrender, I mean that I don't care if I have one follower or 10 million followers. I don't care about the number as much as I do about the person behind the screen. I, when doing this event and prepping for this event, my whole prayer would be like, God, I will put in this 40 hours plus for this event for one person. So if one person signs up for this, it is worth it. It's a hundred percent worth it. If one woman's life hears the gospel in a different way, if one woman gets a permission slip to get out of bondage or to, uh, you'll we'll talk about, it, there's so many topics that are just so relevant to you, then it's worth it. And so your business friend that's listening, your motherhood, your marriage, whatever thing that you're maybe struggling with now, give it back to God. Because at some point in our womenhood, we take it on ourselves. We're like, we got this. We're the mothers. We get to do it. We got to do it. But give it back to him. My children, man, it's the hardest thing to surrender, but they're surrendered to him. My business, okay, God, you are going to provide the income. I'm not going to strive with doing all the things. I'm going to give it to you. You're going to provide the clients that need me. You're going to tell me when to say yes. And so that has been the biggest shift because it's polar opposite one than what the world will tell you Two, what all of the ads that you see online for business will tell you, but it's a complete heart posture change. And so because of that, I also get to challenge God in that like, okay, God, we're doing this. You told me to say yes to this client. You told me to say yes to this, a virtual event. Here it is. You do what you want with it. Like the end and it's different and it's, I would say easier, but it's simpler. Yeah. I feel like it's still not easy, but you know, it's around place of grace, yes. not striving and really mm-hmm. just surrendering it to him. That's so good, Sam. Uh, like, wow. So much good stuff that you shared. Um, can you tell us now, tell us about the event. Tell us how we can get a ticket. How can we get all the goodness and tell us who's speaking and, and a little bit about it. Yes. So it is, it's a free event. We'll start there because I know you're like, Oh, I'm about to get pitched. You're not about to get pitched. There is an option for an upgrade, but again, you don't have to have the upgrade to do the event, but you should get it because of what's in it. But it's a free event and it's called the abundant woman, uh, collective virtual events. We are starting promotion um, this week. It actually launches July 31st to August 4th. It's a five-day virtual event. Each day you will have 20, not each day, sorry. Overall, you have 25 speakers. Each day you will have about five speakers. And how I have organized this event is that there are several women, like Jesus is all over it, but there's several women speaking specifically to faith topics. So like taking the overwhelm out of reading your Bible, why prayer is our best strategy, uh, 
those sort of things, how to ditch devotionals and really study your Bible, faith, faith topics. And so you can listen to one of those every single day, right? Then there's um, like roles, like what season, this is for all women. And so what season are you finding yourself in? Are you parenting teens? I got someone to parent teens. Are we in midlife? Are we motherhood, right? Marriage, there's someone talking about marriage. So in different roles that you find yourself in. And then the third category is life. So for Melissa, she's talking about reaching people online with the gospel because that is her like good goldness. Um, there's also like uh, my friend, Natalie Runyon from Raised to Say, she's talking about r- being raised to abide. So how do we abide in the Lord? Um, there's a friend, Natalie, who's doing experiencing God's creative comfort and grief, uh, how to trust God in life and business. So there's seriously, there's so many different topics. There's 25 different topics. And I guarantee you that at least one of them will speak to you. And at least one of them will cause interest for you to sign up for this free event. Um, and then you join the community and we're starting to ramp up the community, which is super fun because there's prizes and giveaways and lots of fun being in that Facebook group, but also who doesn't want to be surrounded with like-minded women. And so the Facebook is incredible. And this, I feel like, especially because of the conversation we just had, this virtual event is for you. If you resonate with anything that Melissa and I have just talked about, if you're wanting to deepen that relationship with Jesus, if you're wanting to go further in your faith, in your spiritual walk and a business or motherhood or anything else, then this event for you is for you. And so I'm super thrilled and honored to even host these amazing women. And I just, we already know that God is, has already done work and he's going to do amazing things through this event. So amazing. Okay. So we're going to put the link to get the ticket and also everything that you need to go and soak up everything that Sam has to say and share and follow her on social media and join the community that she's building. Cause it's so powerful. I feel like for women that maybe are doing business, it can be lonely um, for women that are in motherhood and feel like they don't, you know, it's hard to find your tribe. So yeah. this is an amazing tribe of women. Sam is incredible. So if you feel alone, you don't have to be anymore, guys. Congratulations. We've just solved that problem for you today. Yes. Welcome to, to friendship. <laughs> yes. So um, definitely join the event. It's going to be amazing and go follow Sam on everything. And Sam, thank you so much for your time today. It's been incredible and your heart and everything that you've built and how you show up every day for your family and the world. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. Yes. And then guys, just um, join us next week for another episode. I don't know who we're going to have on. Could be me. Could be somebody else. I don't know, but you better tune up or show up, tune up, do that too. And I will see you next week. 